Hello, welcome to Back to the Point. My name is Migs, and that's Ian over there. So, Ian, hey. uh, I just want to say, because our intros have been very painful uh, pretty much since the beginning, and my wife had me listen to the first few minutes of uh, our last episode, which was very funny because, I mean, she was laughing at me a lot, and I was just like, shut up, okay? <laughs> because... She her her main point was that you know we sound like we're very bored and I was just thinking like maybe some of our listeners would kind of buy into the the idea that maybe we just met each other online and like oh you're a sharks fan I'm a sharks fan let's let's create this whole backstory that we're fr- but that we we're friends <laughs> and let's make this podcast together because literally it was really lifeless the uh, yeah the intro well we met on Match dot com so yeah clearly Match dot com friends don't exist. but uh, so. <laughs> Um, I don't know what to do for, <laughs> for the intros <laughs> anymore. Well, you know what can rescue us this one week? What? It's our one-year anniversary oh, that's so of the podcast on Tuesday. Did you do that by the time that we re- uh, released the first episode or when mm-hmm. we recorded? Okay. So I think we might have recorded the first one on Monday. That's cool. But that's it exciting. doesn't matter. Yeah. High nice. five. Internet high five. Congrats. Yeah. yeah. Good job. We just... High five, dude. Yeah, FaceTime. We, we Skype and we, yeah, we do cool. the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get to it then. Let's talk about mm-hmm. the sharks. Let's go. Sharks. This is a sharks podcast. By this the is way. a sharks podcast. We talk <laughs> yeah. about the sharks. Okay. Um, let's talk about the number one piece of sharks news in the last, let's say, week. Um, brought to the forefront heavily by former sharks beat writer Kevin Kurz, now at the Athletic, about how if the sharks truly have a goalie controversy on their hands now what do you think about this because martin jones uh i think since yesterday was declared out day to day due to a minor injury and uh before that he wasn't playing too well um so i'll let you kind of bring up the statistic (laughs) statistics with that what and what do you think personally about this well um I don't know. I think the Sharks have never really, that's not true. Since I've been a fan, never really had a super good uh, backup capable of um, really shining a light. I think the last time that happened was when uh, Nabokov and Nabokov just broke through with, I think it was Toskala? Yeah. Or something? Yeah. That was before I was watching, so can't really talk about that too much. But since I've been watching, Nabokov was the number one. He took a lion's share of starts, had backups who were serviceable. Then we had Niemi, and we got Nidamaki and Niemi at the same time, but Niemi clearly was better. We gave away Nidamaki, and then we didn't really have a backup for Niemi. When he started to go south. Well, there was Grice, and then... Yeah, but no one really was, like, killer, you know? They were just like, oh, you're... Was there somebody between Grice and uh, Stalock? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Not worth. They I don't remember. Noticeable I don't think so. Were. Yeah, okay. Grossnick had a game or two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So then now we have Jones and Dell. And uh, Dell's been playing lights out. He's a nine. As of today's game, when he started, he has a, a .93 save percentage in his last like 11 games. Which is pretty. That's like yeah. that's like Vesna conversation. If you were a starting goalie, they were also saying like the backup. 
after tonight's game against Anaheim that he's won 10 of his last 11 starts. That's uh, pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Dell has a point in eight eight save percentage. You mean Jones? <laughs> yeah, 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 so bad. <laughs> like that's really bad. That's yeah. that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like it's, current Niemi numbers, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Straight, no, sorry, no. Niemi was <laughs> sorry, so bad. That was, that was a funny joke, but then it just got a little too real because. <laughs> Niemi had like a point, he had like a five point whatever goals against average for the first like 10 games of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I don't wish that on my. Has he stabilized a little bit though? Is he still playing for Montreal or? He's still in Montreal, yeah. Is he doing better? I feel like he's probably doing better. I would hope so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so uh, Jones hasn't really won a whole lot recently. I think he played. DeBoer always uh, comes back to, he played a really good game against the Kings, so he must not have an injury. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I'm definitely fine with uh, Dell getting more starts. Um, he should probably get closer to like a, a 60-40 thing right now. I would say he probably has like a 70-30 thing currently, mm. percentage-wise. Yeah. I, I would like to see him get more starts and take some games from Jones because Jones hasn't earned it. Yeah. Um, yeah, what about you? Yeah, I don't know. I think, you know, Kevin Kurz, because that's how I brought up, was kind of throwing fuel to the fire with this whole thing, and people are arguing with him on Twitter, but he was kind of saying, I think it's time for the Sharks to, you know, think they have a goalie controversy on their hands or whatever. But, you mm-hmm. know, I, yeah, I, honest, Jones clearly has been having a bad stretch over the last month two months but do i think it's gonna be like oh he's all of a sudden a bad goalie no i think he's gonna bounce back and maybe i don't know how much injury is playing into it but at the very least injury or not he's going through a bad stretch dell dell has been good since last season he didn't lose it this year and he gained trust last season and i think now he's um had the opportunity to play more games kind of like an increased ratio of games with jones which uh, hasn't been seen the past couple of years with the backups because Jones played a lot of games yeah. in the last couple of years. So he's had the opportunity to play more games, and he's just been kind of stunning, you know, like excellent. And yeah. so that's thereby given him the right to play even more. Um, now, coupled with Jones having this bad stretch, they're going to go with Dell more, especially if Jones is injured. But do I think, like, Dell is going to be the, the new Shark starter and Jones is going to be passed off? I don't. I don't think we're at no. that point. You know, um, I don't think we should be. Yeah. Now, yeah. That... especially because then we would have like, because if anything, right? I mean, people will hate me, but like, when Dell, when Aaron, uh, when Martin Jones is playing well, yeah, he's about as good as Dell is playing now. Yeah. You know, if there isn't a clear winner there. Maybe a little bit. Maybe just like a, a little bit here or there, but like, okay, not really a huge gap. And we've already signed Jones for long term, so why would we mm. give that up? Because clearly, I mean, you, I 100% agree with you. It, he's having a bad stretch. Like, oops. Yeah, yeah. Like, he'll play through it. Clearly, it seems to be initiated by that injury he had. I just, I just wish like I had it seen... started. it started at when he got that injury, and you can't not see that. Yeah. So, clearly, something's going on, whether he's actually injured or just, like, a little banged up, and that's affecting him. Whatever, I'm thankful we can rely on Dell. Yeah, you know? 
a couple of seasons ago, if Niemi got hurt, we would have been royally screwed and also screwed with him in net. So it was just like all bad. <laughs> so now it's pretty good. I'd know. say he was probably like average. His last year, his you know, it was time to go. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I would say I wish I would have seen more of the games in the last month, like completely to see what Jones's issues were. Because it's come at the time, you know, last podcast or, or something like that, we talked about how the defense has kind of fallen short lately, and that's coincided pretty well with Jones kind of having a bad stretch. So I'm wondering how much is due to that and how much is due to just poor positional issues and, and, and poor reaction, things like that. Because you look at Martin Jones, and part of what he's, his, he's really good at is, you know, being a really good positional goalie, um, He's got a pretty big frame. I wouldn't say he's like the fastest reflex type type goalie, you know. I feel like Dell has more of that type of attribute of like, you know, flashing like the doing like a quick kick save and, and, and like going down to doing the splits more, you know. You don't see that from Jones that often. Um yeah. not that he's not capable of that, but that's something that you see Dell make more like frantic type movements I think, more often. I think they're both they both behave the same which is like way above what I perceive as average is when there's like scrambling in front of the net. Mm -hmm. Somehow both goalies prevent goals in those situations way more than I would expect. Yeah. But outside of those situations where I both think they're very much just like, Oh my gosh, jump to the puck quick reaction. You're totally right. Um, Dell is way more of a kind of really challenges the puck. Jones is just there. Yeah. Making a good save with his body. Yeah. Through positioning. And you finally saw what I was talking about yes, about Dell yeah. and he dips his head down mm-hmm. when they scored. We watched a game together. That was so we nice did. last that night. Was so sweet. That was and it was so great sweet. to see us beat the Penguins since yeah. <laughs> since the Stanley Cup final. Uh, do you have a confession to make? No, you're just upset at no, me that do. I was very defeated. You need to confess to at me in front of the listeners. <laughs> you need to confess to the Yes, you do. The very, very small percentage of Sharks fandom that's listening now. That do you want I me felt... to excommunicate you from Sharks fandom? <laughs> I don't want you to do that. As the papal authority, <laughs> the papal is it papal or papal? I don't <laughs> Who know. knows? Questions. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I'll admit I was a bit defeatist yesterday, but I was Before almost kind of begrudgingly like, you know, the Sharks are actually playing a pretty good game against the Penguins right now. They played really well. <laughs> it just it just hurt, you know? That was a lot you of hurt. You know what didn't hurt? What? Timo Meyer scoring. Timo. <laughs> okay, yeah. Timo You Yeah, you know, I still have a hard time. It's Timo. It's Timo. It's Timo. 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 It's a funny story. My wife, um, she, she like, kind of, like doesn't care that much about the sharks, but um, she follows, she follows a little bit, but whenever she heard like the broadcast saying like team O'Meyer, <laughs> she thought they were saying team O'Meyer. Cause she didn't know his name, like, like a team named O'Meyer. Uh, she came up with a, a fun, <laughs> a fun little chant for that. Um, which we were, which we like to sing randomly sometimes. But um, I just want to say like, I know you really like team O'Meyer and I think we might've talked about this last time, but, there's just something about his face that I don't like, I think. And that prevents you from liking him as a, a player. Yeah, no, I like... Do you need I, to confess your like... heresy of face bias? <laughs> I know. But I thought you put it well. Don't say the so, whole bird thing, because I don't understand I don't, that. I don't, I don't know where that came from. I mean, I know I said it, but I don't really think it's true now that I say it. I feel like I was searching for... Because he, he has a very good face. 
you know a good face <laughs> yeah it's like it's like he has a very like if you were to cast a villain you yes. would pick Timo Meyer. That's what I yeah, that, I think yeah. that's a good He's way also to Swiss, it. so he's got that like European like uh villain thing going for him which a lot of movies and stuff go for. But I just feel like if you were to cast a villain in a Pixar movie, it would be Timo Meyer. He's got like his brow line is like super intimidating. And I think the way that he plays, you know, like kind of power forward, kind of like a little uh in your face style. Chippy. Yeah. Really yeah, chippy. Really kind of like maybe elevates this more than actually is true. But uh, uh, he's currently my favorite Sharks player. And um, yeah, he, he definitely looks like a Pixar villain. Yeah. I like I, it. And especially when you hear his interviews and you actually hear his accent, it just like makes that whole like mind picture just like just takes it away to places where I'm thinking he's in the Incredibles already. Like it's not good. <laughs> yeah, well... Uh... I think we, who did I compare him to? Like, is he the next Ryan Klo? Um, yeah. So I wonder, because, uh, you know, Ryan Klo is like a 20-something goal scorer. He, he was that power forward. He could be chippy. He was really good when yeah, he was good. very good, you know. Like, people liked Ryan Klo a lot. He was an important player. Uh, if Timo Meyer can get up to that, he, that level that Ryan Klo is at, that's a nice piece to have on your team. Yeah, and, he's on pace for 20 goals. Yeah, so. and Hurdle, you know, Hurdle had his... 13th goal last night or 14th goal something like that yeah he must be on pace for 20 20 something as well so that's good news yeah yeah Uh, he's doing he's doing really well i think um i think the sharks youngsters the scoring by committee thing has worked i think they're the i just heard something today from uh the guy that works for elias sports for mm -hmm. the sharks darren stevens i think is his name Mm -hmm. sorry if i'm wrong correct me please sounds right um he said the Sharks are one of only, like, a small handful of teams that have more than, like, five, ten goal scorers. Okay. With seven people on the team with ten goals or something like that. I'm butchering that. I need to go to the stats and see what this is. But basically, the heart of what I'm saying is uh, Doug Wilson's, like, we need to score by committee. is actually working, so... Um, you know, people will complain about our five, you know, our five on five offense, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. We don't score enough, blah, blah, blah. Like our me. power plays hiding all this crap. Um, but ultimately, <laughs> like, me <and> you. <laughs> like me and you, yes. Um, but it just doesn't matter if you score a goal, it counts the same as a power play or a five on five goal. And obviously you're going to say that, oh, well, you can't control how many penalties are called during a game, but the Sharks have shown that they can also score five on five if need be. Mm-hmm. So I think they're doing just fine. I think they're doing good enough to get into the playoffs right now. I think recently I've been downplaying how, as the Kings were doing really, really well and the Ducks were getting healthy, I thought maybe we would kind of lose that spot. But it doesn't seem like the Ducks have been able to put it together in the past month since they've been healthy, so maybe yeah. we're going to be okay. And I want to talk about just like the last six games. The Sharks have won five of their last six, I believe. Um, from what I understand, the, what was it, the shootout win that we had against, um, why am I not remember this? Oh, uh, Phoenix, in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, we kind of dropped off in the second half of that game. But you know you're gonna have wins like you're gonna have wins like that where you kind of barely escape. But even I watched, 
the the Colorado game and you know you could you could put that up to Martin Jones having a bad night I suppose it, but the way the Sharks battled back in the third period at least alone was really impressive and I think that Bernier kept the really it was him that kept the Sharks from tying the game and now the Sharks have beat the Penguins and the Ducks after that game as well so yeah um Man, but I've been pleased the with the Avalanche way that they've been good. playing what's that Man, the Avalanche are good. Uh, that game, I just like watching, enough, but a, sure. <laughs> watching that game of uh, McKinnon and Rantanen going, they were they were really good. Yeah, well, McKinnon um, has well. They played like, like the Maple Leafs, but they have better defense in goaltending that is not too far off. Hmm. Yeah, they're in the playoff spot. They're in the second wild card spot in the Central. So, And McKinnon's probably one of the top players in the league right now, right? Uh, maybe, yeah. He's, I mean, he's up there. He's, he has 50 points. Yeah. 20-something goals, right? Uh, yeah, let me just pull it up. He's doing really well. But the thing that I want to say about that game, did you talk about Burns? I was talking about what? Burns. Burns. Because Burns in that game. Oh, Burns was a beast. 20 shot attempts. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. That's like a shot, a shift. How many did he have on goal? every minute played. Hmm? How many did he have on goal? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to pull it up either. Sorry. Yeah, but that's uh, that in itself. That set is crazy. And uh, yeah, McKinnon is second in the NHL in scoring behind Kucherov. Wow. Which is crazy because Kucherov started really hot and has just continued playing really well. And McKinnon, their whole team was still sucking until they traded Deshane in December, and that was like a burden lifted off their team. And they, like, rose from the ashes of last season into, like, greatness. Mm-hmm. And they've just been on a tear since then, which has been great to see. Um, yeah. Because, you know, more teams in the Central makes it harder for everyone to get in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and, and plus, he was supposed to be, like, the next Crosby. Obviously, he comes from, like, the same town, so there was a ton of those uh, comparisons and stuff. Uh-huh. Because, you know, same town or whatever. But he's a he's a he's maybe one of the he was like the fastest skater in the NHL until uh, McDavid, mm-hmm. so he's really fun to watch. He's awesome, and he's on pace for over 100 points this season. So yeah, it's pretty. And good. also, literally everyone in the top in the top 10 in NHL scoring is on pace for over 100 points. So this is going to be a fun like second offensive half. season and voting <laughs> awards ceremony section. Yeah. And speaking of um, you know points and, and players that are in it, Burns is what I saw twenty eight points in the last twenty five games, as of yesterday, Sweet. and he had another point tonight. So I guess twenty nine and twenty six. So that's pretty, uh, pretty impressive that how well, the way Burns has turned it around in the last I guess quarter of a season or more. That's good news. He's still yeah. got his offensive touch, which we were worried about earlier. <laughs> yeah, I and I think that kind of shows. Um, why the Sharks are totally willing to just, like, ditch uh, Paul Martin, you know? Yeah, sad. (laughs) Sad. What do you think about that? Sad. I mean, elaborate, I should say. Very sad. Well, (laughs) (laughs) no, I mean, uh, so part of me is like, well, you know, he's been gone for the whole season. And it's not really had that big of an impact. Maybe in the first bit it did, but Burns is back up to leading the team in pretty much every offensive category. Great. Detractors will say, well, he was better at defense last season. 
But also he had to be better at defense last season because scoring was bad. But now we have more people scoring, so that's great. Um, his plus minus is terrible. Well, he plays like for the entire game. So if a goal happens during the game, he's on the ice for it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, so I don't really buy into that. I also think that advanced stats still don't capture or like, you know, uh, fan used advanced stats. I'm sure there's some stuff in NHL like teams, secret information stuff that doesn't get leaked. Like the amount of like successful first touch stretch passes that he has is like insane. Like he gets the puck on his stick and like within two seconds, it's like on the opposing team's blue line like, leading into the zone, and it's a, it's a tape-to-tape pass. Like, that is the entire point of the defenseman's job, is once they have the puck, is they need to get it out of the zone and start the breakout, and he is amazing at it. Mm-hmm. Like, just think, like, watch a whole game seeing, okay, this player, this defenseman has the puck, what decisions are they going to make to get it out into the offensive zone? And he's like, slaughters it. It's like, he is by far the best person on the team on that, and it's insane. Yeah. So I would like to see advanced stats track that because on the Sharks, he's, I test, easily the best, but I, I think he would really be up there in the league as well. So but I know I, I agree definitely with what you're saying and the way he feeds the breakout, but what mm-hmm. I notice with him a lot is just the work he puts in and keeping the puck in the offensive zone, whether yeah. it's just keep-ins at the blue line or when he activates to go onto the offensive zone along the boards, for example, um, to kind of keep uh, the forecheck going and keep keep, uh, I mean maintain possession. Keep play, yeah. And then and then he just drives so much of of the offense when he gets shots to the net or when he um, facilitates passing in the offensive zone. So, yeah, I agree. Like and th- so there's even more to what you're saying as well. Uh, what advanced stats can't really capture very well. Yeah, I think the kind of the thought of that that it's started going off on that mini rant is that um last year he you know play, was playing this offensively and instead of having this dry spell at the end of the year like he did last year it seems like he had at the beginning of this year great but uh people will say that paul martin anchored him defensively so that he had you know a little bit more free roam and was a little bit better defensively seems like he's kind of figured that out you know f- for better or for worse he's playing um He's not a – he's his plus-minus is bad, but his Corsi is amazing. And given his time on ice, his plus-minus is going to be bad. Okay. But I think it, it's shown that Martin is expendable, and Martin has a $4.85 million contract and, or, you know, per year cap it. So if we can move that, we should move that. Mm-hmm. You know, we were losing uh, Marlowe's cap it. Marlowe's cap hit plus that is $10 million in cap space. Like, hello. Like, let's go for that, you know? Going into the trade deadline or offseason, that's a huge asset to have. And I think the drop-off of not really having Martin this season hasn't really been that big. So I think with the whole Paul Martin and uh, tying his name to trade rumors idea, uh, you think about his contract, and he his contract is is over at the end of this season, right? So... The Sharks mm-hmm. realistically are not going to re-sign him because he's aging, especially with the emergence of I mean, the... His, of the I'm end. sorry to interrupt, but his uh, his agent literally said, we want to 
look for a different team. Right, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's definitive. Yeah, and um, even if they weren't, like, actively pursuing it, like, if he was still playing with the team, they, they the chances of them re-signing him is... Maybe not the when best, but you add on top that? of it the 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 young guys that are, that have come up like Joachim Ryan and Tim Heed and the and mm-hmm. even Dylan Demello showing that they're very serviceable, yeah. good defensemen. Dude, you're gonna want to go with the youth movement for the team, right? And yeah. it sucks because you're trading away a player that has had a lot of value to this team and kind of was really did play a really important role. But if you do have these young players that are gonna step up and do the job and start gaining experience as NHL players already, then at least if you can trade him, even if it's not for a whole lot, then like you said, you get that salary crap off the books and you can get something in return, even if it's like low draft picks, you know? Um, I yeah. think just sentimentally, I mean, it's hard to see Even if we didn't get anything go. in return? What's that? It would be okay. Even if we didn't get anything in return, the cap savings would make it worth it because yeah. we've shown that... He basically he more effectively has never played this season, and we're doing just fine. So if we get rid of him for free, you know, for, without returning any getting anything in return, like we get five almost five million in cap space back, right? And that to me is a good asset. Yeah, yeah. So I don't even care if we really get anything back. It'd be nice, but it'd be interesting to see how it plays out. You know, because mm-hmm. if you think about it, for example, an injury happening to one of our bottom pairing guys and he could be back up with the team again. So there may still be a place for him on the team. Who knows? Yeah. I think it's interesting. I thought he would be claimed when they just waved Me him. Too. Uh, Hoping people, that he wouldn't and he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, I think I'm sure there's some people in the league that, I mean, a veteran depth defenseman who is serviceable is a huge asset. And I think some people would take a risk on that. I think um, people on Twitter are real quick to point out that he has another year, and that makes him more of a risk to try to um, pick up on waivers, especially given that he's barely played this season. But, um, okay, he didn't clear, or he he did clear, no one, no one picked him up. So now he's in the AHL, and he's playing games, and people are... At, people are scouting his games from what Kurz and Pashelka and uh, Gackle have been saying. Um, I think Montreal repeatedly, which is interesting, especially because Pacioretty is on the trade block for them. Huh. That has been heavily rumored, and that's a scoring top-line left winger. Like, okay, we'll take that. You know, <laughs> we have cap space to take it, so, you know, maybe there's a deal to be had. Um... Montreal's a tire fire, so they got they've got to get rid of their assets, and poor Carey Price is just gonna to have to sit it out with his enormous contract. But um, <laughs> it's ten years. It's so contract. bad. Oh my gosh! Is it can ten we years just, or eight years? It's it's ten million. A ten season million is what it years? is. Yeah, it's really bad. But um, so wait, I, so I was mistaken. Martin has one more year after this year. Yeah, Ward is done after this year, then, right? Ward is done after okay. this year. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so they're not going to re-sign him because they can't. But uh, yeah, he you know he was done. He's going to be thirty-eight when it's when it's over. I think it's fair to say he's probably out. But he's in the AHL now. So if a team picks him up, 
they can keep him in the AHL, and I don't necessarily think it counts against their NHL cap hit. Maybe. I mm-hmm. think. I don't know. I don't know. This, but I think yeah. there's some special thing that they don't, they can just keep him there. That they can, even if it does count against their cap hit, and I, I'm pretty sure that's wrong. I'm not a cap guru. But, um,. It, they, he can play in the AHL, and if and he trades, if he trades into a team, and he starts playing, you know, if he's not playing as they expected, they can just leave him in the AHL, mm-hmm. and they don't have to, you know, to instead of the situation where he's in the AHL and you want to drop him to pull someone else up to be play better than him, but you know he can't just drop down without going through waivers. You might have to lose him. You might want to drop down someone else who doesn't have to go through waivers to clear a roster spot. You know. So it makes things a little bit more flexible, which is definitely a benefit for other teams. Yeah. So I think there's some value there. I'm doubtful if we're going to get anything for him. I don't really care if we get anything for him. Um, but it seems like he's going to go because he wants to trade. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he wants to be playing, yeah, for sure. Yeah, So totally. I didn't mention can I, Darren. Can I chime in about Carey Price? Yes. I looked up his contract. He signed until 25... 26 at 10.5 million dollars a year 25 26 wow you're getting into star yeah. trek time he is a <laughs> you mean 2026 20, oh, yeah he's an eight-year contract coming into effect next season for a 10 million dollar 10.5 million dollar cap it wow brutal and the canadians are so bad oh the canadians because they have like no hope going forward Anyway, I want to bring up another topic. So, <clears throat> Joe Thornton, we all love Joe Thornton. You we see, we mentioned Darren Stevens earlier, and he's, he brought up a couple stats that, you know, he's moved into sole possession of 16th place all, all time um, tonight. But something really mm-hmm. interesting, you know, Joe Thornton, he's known as an assist guy, but he's three goals away from 400 career goals. Like, that's no Ooh. slouch, you know? Like, 400 career goals is impressive. Um, yeah, that's what... Uh... Anyway, I was gonna say that's what Marlow had, and I was like, he did hit that. He has more, and then also hit five hundred. <laughs> he hit four hundred. But I remember, yes, I remember Marlow hitting the four hundred career goal mark. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe it was Crosby recently. Oh, I don't know. Someone hit that recently, and I think it might have been. Doesn't matter. Anyway, but I want to say like, so Joe, Joe Thornton's three goals away from four hundred careers goals, but you know, I feel like Joe. Jumbo has kind of been, uh, yeah, it feels like he's been shooting more lately. I mean, he has four, five goals now in the last six games or so, mm-hmm. um, five or six games. And in my mind, it's he, if you think about it from his perspective, I, I wonder, you know, if he's taking chances more to shoot. Um, I don't know, maybe he's trying to throw their teams off or he's just like, I'm just getting older. I need to... <laughs> I need to score more again. And just kind of changing yeah. his philosophy slightly. Um, yeah. I don't know. To, He's to been that shooting point, more, don't you think? Yeah, I, 100%. Yeah. Especially he likes his little uh, sweet spot on the power play to the... Uh, the left circle? Goalies blockers. Uh, a normal goalies yeah. blocker side on the left circle. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Kerr has tweeted today during the game. Um, someone tweeted at him saying, it's obvious at this point that Thornton has made conscious decision to try to make up for Marlowe's absence. 
you know, in terms of shooting. And then Kevin Kurz said, he told me earlier in the season he's trying to shoot more. That's especially evident on the power play. Interesting. So our observations are confirmed. Very good. Thank you, professional reporters. And <laughs> Thank you, yeah. But, no, I totally, he likes to shoot from that left circle, and he likes to do his, like, half slap shot or, like, 75% slap shot sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the really low It's, like, almost like thing. he doesn't wind up fully. He, like, only does it, like, ha- I'm looking at the goal from tonight right now. He, like, yeah, doesn't wind like, back all the way back. <clears throat> he probably just has, like, really strong forearms or something. Yeah. Um, it wasn't Crosby with the 400 career goals, because I just looked, and he's at 399. Oh, really? Huh, who Currently, is it? so... Just so you don't know. So Crosby's about to get a 400, too. Yeah, Crosby's just passed 1,000 points. Oh, my gosh. 831 games played, 1,078 points. That's so good. That's like one point teens. One point teen. (laughs) The goals per game. Yeah. Um, But Ian... Yep. Did he score against the Sharks yesterday? No, he didn't, Make He didn't. That's good. That's good. You know what I was watching the other day? What? Also, that's one point one that's one one point three points a game over his career. One point three? Yeah. One point two nine. Oh wow. I, I thought it was less than that though. Oh. Cool. Uh do you remember the game that we went to in 2015, 2016, around June where we the Sharks were in the Stanley Cup and yes. we were there? Uh, I forgot yes, about that. that was good. Game, game three. <laughs> that yeah. Was yes, and then and then Jonas Donskoy scored. Yes. In overtime yeah. and we all died. It and was then great. came back to life. Yeah. That was <laughs> came crazy. Back to life, yeah. But did you ever see the Finnish Donskoy the the Finnish uh broadcast? Yeah. Where they oh, I love it. Reason. I was like, I thought of that the other day. I was like, let me look it up. And then I felt very joyful as I watched it. Yeah, yeah. When they're like, finish, 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 finish. It's like, yes. And then he just goes like, I'm a winner. And he just like sticks his hand up. Was fun. Yeah. Because he did win. Don's cool, you did win. So we're, yeah. we're pretty happy with the team now, I'd say, overall. Uh, I mean, I won. Meyer to score more. I want everyone to score more. Uh, yeah, I want Meyer to score more. So I think he's finally he's found consistency. I think for the past two months he's consistently scored. Whereas LeBanc, think is really riding on the power play, which he's doing well on. But majority of his points come from the power play. Today he finally got his first goal in a long time with a nice uh, kick kick fake and then got a, a nice one on Gibson. But uh yeah, LeBanc needs to find consistency. I do think his body size, uh although he did try to bulk up in the off season, um still isn't helping very much. Mm-hmm. Like he, he uh, I mean this game obviously it's against the Ducks and they're gonna try to take us out as much as possible, but he tried to like lay some reverse hits a couple times this game and he just got like demolished. Yeah. It's like, you need to stop trying that. Especially, I mean, not only are the Ducks like a division rival and there's going to be like heavy hitting games, they're also a huge team. Mm hmm. So, like, I've... case in point, did you see the Kevin Bieksa like UFC jump punch into the face? No, I didn't. I haven't been able out? to watch tonight's game yet. No, no, this wasn't from last night's game. I forget who he was fighting, but Kevin Bieksa was fighting someone and he's a big boy. Oh, was and it Max Domi when Max Domi took him out? 
No, Max Domi took out Ryan Kessler, and they're all in each other's faces. Oh, and Max Ryan Domi was Kessler, just like, "Oh, you right. want to go? You want to go?" And they're like doing yeah, a little yeah. head tilt, little thing. And then Max Domi just freaking lays one punch and knocks Kessler onto <laughs> yeah, his yeah. butt. And that was what's amazing. the Kevin Bieksa thing? He like jumped up, and then like he literally jumped off the ice onto one foot, and then punched the guy in the face, knocked him out like a superhero. Did he get yeah. suspended? Listeners. Watch Kevin BX's super jump kick thing. Fight punch. When was this? Uh, like a month ago or two months ago. It and was did crazy. He, he didn't get suspended? No, it was a fight. Like He, he just jumped and hit him just like a, as a, a quick hit. Oh, interesting. It just looked crazy. Huh. Remember Never how we almost Bieksa. signed Kevin Bieksa and he was pissed because we didn't and then he signed with the Ducks? I don't think we wanted Bieksa? No, we did. There was rumors that we were going to sign Bieksa. No, I mean then, personally. And then he had like come out to visit the team or something like that. Yeah, and then that I remember same, that. And yeah. then things like fell through because they were asking for two metros or something like that. And then he ended up signing with the Ducks like soon after. Yeah, but did you want him on the team? Uh, I don't know how I felt about I that because I remembered the 2011 playoffs and I, the that hurt. The fact that he did exactly what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> the puck was and he was a very noticeable, agitating player on the Canucks, and so yeah. not really. But I mean, when you have the ability to bring those players in, I'll take them. But it was also the it was also the off season that I think we may have not made the playoffs, so it was just kind of like I want our team to be better. <laughs> yeah. So um, also a random a random thing today. I cannot pronounce this prospect's last name, so I'm not really gonna try. He's on the Moose Jaw Warriors. Um, let me see if I can pull it up. Moose Jaw Warriors. And something Hagelbox. It's a fun name. Yep. Very many syllables. He is. Oh, gosh. I can't. He, he scored 50 goals. Oh, wow. And he did and how it many games? In the third fastest games ever. Oh, wow. Up there with, like, Theo Fleury. Is that the OHL like, or? Uh, what, what did I just say? Moose Jaw? Yeah. His OHL is WHL. WHL, okay. Yeah, I'm going to look it up again. Hegel. I, yeah, I butchered his name so much the search can't even find it. Um, yeah, but he, he's doing really well. Was um, he draft he was a, pick he was a, or was he signed separately? I should probably let me look it up. Because that name doesn't sound familiar from a draft. Yeah, he. We actually just signed him. Um, this season. So and um, I'm a. Okay. Oh, I didn't even say his name right. Okay, it's Hal Beggywax. H A L B G E W A C H S, Jaden. Yeah. Huh. Oh, you know what though? This doesn't bode well for him. He's five eight one sixty five. Oh, he's small. Yeah, he's small. I will not meet. I do not say that. That means he cannot get into the NHL. But that doesn't help. We'll yeah. say that. As we can see with Daniel Regan, where his size is consistently. Um. Uh, knocked against him and why he hasn't actually taken the Sharks' fourth-line center role. 
Um, okay, I am doing the hard work, and I found his Elite Prospects page. Oh, I'm on so, it right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just looked it up, but I found it really quickly. Um, oh, well, I spelled it for you. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't um, draft him. Huh. Not that I know of, but yeah, we signed him during this season. We, tied, we signed two junior players, and he was one of them. And yeah, he is the overall second scorer, second in scoring in the WHL. Um, but he's a 20-year-old, so that means he's an overager. Interesting. Yeah, but, but last season as a 19-year-old, he had 101 points and 50 goals. So he has two seasons of 50 goals. But as a 20-year-old, he has 50 goals and 39 assists for 89 points in 47 games played. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, last year he had 50 goals, 51 assists in 71 games played, which is like a full season for them. Yeah, whenever I see these stats, though, for the junior teams, it's hard for me to – I don't know what to use as a reference of kind of like the That's the, good. the level of skill. Yeah, I know. It looks very yeah. good, but – yeah, how common? Well, I mean, I totally, I totally get it. Being There's a, a point uh, per game or more player in in the junior leagues, you know, it oh, seems like fairly common. There is a fantastic advanced stats person, and I'm just lumping this as a, you know, kind of grouping. There's a, a an avid fan who has done statistical analysis to figure out the ratio of games played and points for each league and how that translates into the NHL. I would like to do that for this player, and I cannot find it. But I will say, if you score over 100 points in junior, you are good. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Especially okay. if the majority of them are goals. Like, I think most... Oh, man. Like, I'm going to... Uh, okay, look, Kyler Yamamoto is viewed as really good, right? Sure. Yeah. Let's look, let's look up Kyler Yamamoto and Matthew Barzal. Those are two relatively highly touted um, NHL prospects who played in the WHL. Kyler for Spokane Chiefs and Matthew Barzell for the Seattle Thunderbirds. So, um, Barzell doesn't look like he actually played a full season for a while. Yeah. Or maybe I'm just getting my name my games played wrong or something, but yeah, a point per game player over a point per game player, almost a two point per game player in the uh in the WHL for he goes, and that's really good. That's about what I expect. And then Kyler Yamamoto, he yeah, like a point one point three point per game player. Stuff like that, you know. So maybe last season, uh, Jaden Halbigewax. I'm sorry, I'm getting that super wrong. He <laughs> it seems really hard to pronounce. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how to go about pronouncing that. Yeah, Halbig Halbige That's L B G. Three consonants in a row. That's hard. <clears throat> Um, but last season, that is um, that's like 1.4 points per game, and he's on pace for um, like 1.9 points per game. So that's pretty good. So he's having a really good year, but he's also an overage player 
playing at 20 year olds versus like 18, 19 year olds, mm-hmm. sometimes 17 year olds. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Especially since I believe he's undrafted. Cool. I'd super sidetrack this. Well, let's talk a little bit about the uh, Sorry, Sharks' guys. upcoming games. They have two games before the All-Star break. The next game is against the Jets, and a couple nights later they're playing the Rangers. So I personally think those will pretty be interesting challenges for the Sharks. I mean, let's be honest, the Penguins were um, a pretty serious challenge that they met pretty well. Um, but I think a rematch against the Jets, because when we played them the first time this season, I believe we won 4-0. And then recently we just got, you know, they, the Sharks just got owned the last time they played the Jets. Um, so hopefully they have a bounce back game. Now the Rangers, have we played the Rangers yet this season? I don't think we have. I don't think so. Yeah, and they're a fairly good competitive East Coast team. So mm-hmm. um, that they're should in be it. interesting yeah, totally. as well. And then it's an all-star break after that. So yeah. This has been a fairly tough stretch of games with um, a decent amount of games in a short time. And the Sharks have fared pretty well, winning five of the last six. So if we could yeah, finish these sure. last two games, that'd be good. I'm not sure if I expected the Sharks to play as well as they did through this break. Um, not break, but these series of games as they did. But I'm very glad that they're playing good. Mm-hmm. They're playing very playing well. They're playing very well. Um but yeah, and I think uh, I think I'm a little bit higher on the team right now. You know? Me too. I think um, uh, I think a, I think the biggest knock against the team is uh, our lack of a ability to roll four complete lines, and that's just because we're we're missing a fourth line center. And DeBoer has repeatedly talked to the media about that he needs a fourth line center, and. Uh, Doug Wilson has said he's looking for one, or at least it's been reported that he is. Um, Gaudreau is a winger playing in that role, and he hasn't been able to do it. I mean, you can't knock him for it because it's not his position, but he's doing a, a subpar, okay average job. And then you have um, then you have Joel Ward, who's not doing very good. And previously you had Ryan Carpenter, who was – just waved because he couldn't do it. Um, there's uh, Danny O'Regan. He couldn't. He couldn't even make it. So, you know, it just. You know, we we have some people in those positions, but we we seemingly no one can fit it. So we need it. So I hope it goes well. I think that's the biggest need. You know, I don't really feel comfortable trading Dell right now. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't necessarily think we're pressured into it but if we do trade him i would feel like if he's not going to resign and it kind of sounds like he's not even going to start thinking about contracts with the sharks until after the season Mm -hmm. as an unrestricted free agent when the summer comes that's not a good thing yeah you know so if he is truly going to leave i want the sharks to trade him because you if you're going to trade him that's at the height of his value Mm -hmm. right Hopefully they do it after, you know, Jones kind of comes back from his struggles a bit. If we move Paul Martin, you know, and that comes off the cap, his uh, cap hit comes off our books a little bit. Like, I think that's huge, you know. 
Mm-hmm. That's a lot of working room for the Sharks to do at the trade deadline or in the off season. Um, we've shown that our younger players who are on the roster right now are doing well enough. Hurdle's having a good year. Couture's having a good year. Um, LeBanc is having a good year. He still has room to improve. Timo Meyer's having a, I would say, better year. Um, he is. He has room to improve. Um, but everyone's doing well. You know, Donsko's having a great year. If he finds consistency next year, he's great. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we've got. I think we're in a good position. I think the five-on-five five scoring is an effect of our defensive system. I think that kind of forces our structure in a way that tries to increase um, our defensive our defensive structure tries to only feed shots to the point and you know breakdowns in cycling that we create but uh, I think that scoring is kind of a, a side effect of that but yeah. you know some of our prospects that we just talked about that Helgabil walks guy he's been the top one of the top two, top whatever scores in the WHL for the past two seasons. That's really good. You know, we signed another one of our uh, prospects at the same time as him, Joachim Blickfield for Denmark. He's been going to the World Juniors. I think he went this past year. I think he might have gone before. Like, they're both doing good, you know. Good. We've got some players coming in. There's Nick Simone on the Barracuda, who we signed from college. He was that college free agent guy. Yeah. Um, he did pretty well when he came up with the Sharks, and he's been doing – he impressed in preseason and camp and stuff. Um, you know, that's good too. Yeah. I feel like we're in a good trending trending path. I, we just need those high-end <laughs> the sharks are prospects. <laughs> the Sharks are trending on Twitter. Ooh. Yeah. You know, like I don't know what you feel like. What do you feel like the Sharks are trending, not only oh, for this season but kind of setting opposite. up the next season? No. <laughs> I'm kidding. Like I think – I agree. I think they're um... – what would be the one thing you would say, like, if, if you generally agree, good, talk about that, but then also, like, what's the one thing that you think is our biggest issue and that the Sharks are not doing? Hashtag hard questions. Uh, I don't know. I think they've been scoring well, better overall lately. I'm just worried. Uh, I, I want them to be finishing the season strong. Oh my this gosh. year, not like last year where they played oh. well and then they had a mm-hmm. terrible stretch towards the end. So mm-hmm. I think maintaining a totally. level of consistency still through to the end of the season, being healthy going into the playoffs. And, you know, whatever, if, if you mentioned Dell being traded, like if he, if he does, I hope Doug Wilson can really just like work another GM for that and like milk like all he can. <laughs> Out of Aaron totally. Dell. Because Aaron Dell, honestly, like right now, he is a good piece. Like, yeah. unfortunately, he's still in the backup goaltender role. And so yeah. a team will be looking to add him as a backup. But, like, what team that is looking to contend is looking to add a starter right now? That's the question. Or even, or even what team is looking for a starting goalie right now? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, maybe a team that's on the outs or in a rebuilding phase. That's the see... thing. It's those teams. It's, the, it's probably not a team that's... Yeah. I mean, I, so maybe you get a good piece from those teams, but why... they might just wait to sign for the offseason or go for him yeah. then. But true, 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 true. They might want more security with that. So it'll be interesting. But I think, like, 
you know, I trust in Doug Wilson. <laughs> After we made it to the cup final, like in my Doug hopes, my, my faith in Doug Wilson was like very, very just like, just trust Doug Wilson. It'll work out. <laughs> but uh, I hope, I hope you can make something happen. Well, if that's the case, but like you said, it, like you do have that sense that the Sharks are doing well. You feel good about the team. But like you said, you don't feel comfortable <laughs> trading Dell right now because he's doing so stinking well. Yeah. And e- even if Martin Jones comes back, you still want to have that duo so that they give each other a chance to rest and everything. Yeah. What if, do you think it's a fair point to say, given the amount of games Dell has started versus the amount of games Martin Jones has started when we traded for him? Do you think they're comparable? In skill? What do you mean? Yeah, skill, games played. Like, as we traded for Martin Jones, who's, you know, kind of a person in the same spot, I would say that they're about the same. I think Jones, at that point, still had more starts, but they were a backup who was doing really well, and we traded for him. Yeah, yeah, I would say you so. You know, kind of unproven. I think Dell's played... gave them a, a small kind of prove it to me contract and then that's what he's on now and his big contract kicks in next season after he earned it but we got a first round pick uh-huh. you know we traded a first round pick for martin jones and that's why we don't have no that's not true we didn't have one the other year but then we got it back i don't know but could arendelle give us a first round pick on the way back hopefully Dude, if, yeah, okay, yeah, hopefully. Let's say that's feasible. I'm, I'm going to play that game saying that it's kind of feasible, right? Kind of comparable situations. One happened in the offseason, so, you know, maybe not. But people do stupid things at the trade deadline. Am people I right? People do very stupid things. Very stupid line. things. Like, I'm thinking Martin Hansel stupid things at the yeah. trade deadline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I would say I hope we can get a first-round pick. Maybe we will. If we get a first-round pick, do you think it's worth to give up Dell for a first-rounder? Uh, I'm not the best person to ask. I'm always in win-now mode. <laughs> <laughs> That's the off-season. I want us to win this year, you know? Uh, long-term... Uh, do you think we can yeah, win with Jones know. if Jones is healthy? What's that? If Jones is healthy and he comes back to form a bit, do you think we can win with Jones? Yes, I do. Oh, yeah. Obviously, he went some security, but Troy Grosnick has, you know, had a bit of a bobble year, but generally he's pretty good. He was a goal of the year last year in the NHL, wasn't he? Yeah, this year apparently he hasn't been doing very well. Yeah. But we've got Antoine Bidbeau. We He's doing well. Up. He made the All-Star game, right, in the yeah, NHL All-Star game. you know, like, maybe we just kind of, like, you know, go for it, <laughs> you know? I don't think the Sharks are expecting to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. But if it happens, I won't. If you know the stars align, the I won't like, say we can't. But you I need won't another say season we're like, that's like not like guys. Like guys, we're not really expecting you to win, and then they'll do great. You know? <laughs> yeah. So they'll keep that like, oh. keep that attitude, and then just get first round picks for the tra- for the prospects that we can. No, but not only that, out. they'll play like great in the playoffs if they <laughs> if they don't have a lot of expectations on them. Yeah. <laughs> But just imagine another first round pick in the pipeline. That yeah. would be amazing. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I guess I, I, I guess I personally don't do see it? the value of picks as well as. Um, I mean, you know, they're they're as well as they're touted to be. You know, because I always feel like, yeah, you get a first round pick, but they could totally be a bust. You know. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Very easily. 
Uh, I'm thinking Neil Yakupov, first overall, yeah, bust. Or even just For like sure. a lot of guys between like one and fifteen. I mean, those yeah, are high yeah, draft yeah. picks, and a lot of them. I think don't Bodker work out, was you know? in that. What's that? Bodker was a first rounder. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm curious to see how the next uh, few weeks will play out before the trade deadline. But I, I like Maybe where the team is answer. at. What? Would you do that? To get that first round pick for Aaron Dell? Yeah. Uh, I would. Uh, and that fourth line center. No. <laughs> With that fourth line center, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. You would only do it for that and the fourth line center? Uh, Dude, we could just give just him a bag of there. pucks for our fourth line center. <laughs> what? We could just give a person a bag of pucks for a fourth line center. Yeah. I don't know. I need to ponder that more. You shouldn't have to. <laughs> I'm biased. Okay. I just said I don't understand the value of, of high round picks very well, and I explained okay. why. Let's say, let's say I think it's assumed that you could probably get someone along the likes of Hurdle, Couture, a Timo Meyer. If you could guarantee me we're getting a player like that back, then... Yes, I would take it. Yeah, obviously now it's like but a, it's not a roll guaranteed. of the dice, and you could end up with. I was about to say Bodker, but that's a bad, you know, example because I think he's a big flop. But also maybe you do end up with Bodker, or you just maybe, end up with somebody who never makes it to the NHL. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But Aaron Dell likely was going to leave anyways. That's true, and that's the thing. You know, like that's the thing with me is it, I think it's very clear that he's going to leave. Or he wants, like, big money for his next contract, which he well deserves. I mean, big in air quotes. Like, I think he's, like, he doesn't even make, like, a million dollars right now. Or if he does, it's, like, 1.2 or something like that. Mm. I think he's on a $900,000 contract, 95 or something like that, or 1.2. Mm. And, like, the, des- the the man deserves his, like, $3 million contract, you know. Mm-hmm. So the Sharks aren't going to give him to that because then we have, like, $10 million Tied up between him and uh, Martin Jones for the next season, so it's like not mm. going to happen. So I just I, I cannot foresee a situation where Dell stays with the Sharks after yeah. the season over, because I do not think like he's twenty eight. You know, he's not necessarily young. He hasn't been an NHL player for a very long time. Like he doesn't have this money to take care of his family like other players do. Like he, you know, he needs his hard-earned cash because he did the hard route to get here Mm -hmm. so i don't think he's gonna like take a discount to stay with our team like i think he wants to be a first i think he wants to be a starter or like a 50 50 or closer to that than the sharks are the sharks don't like playing jones less than like a you know like a 55 plus starts a season 60 plus starts a season you know yeah oh he's only gonna play like 50 something this year well he was also injured for a little bit so yeah. It's almost seeming like they they might be close to 50-50 this season when it's all said and done. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, well, I think we should close with that. These are impo- interesting things to ponder with Aaron Dell, our best player right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making fun of Miggs' facial expressions. Um uh yeah i th- i think i think we can uh i think the sharks will have an interesting in trade deadline yeah i think I'll, i'd like to talk about that a little bit if that's okay no and end on this once we're done <laughs> yeah okay i feel like we can get a fourth round center do you think that we could yeah i mean i think i i feel just like every like third game kevin kerr is 
just like sends out a tweet like the fourth line hasn't been out for the entire third period. And a large part of that is because um, we don't have a fourth line center who's capable in the NHL day in, day out. Mm-hmm. Mark and Sorsen can't stick with the team. Neither can Hansen. Ward isn't really playing very well. If we had a, if we traded for a player that easily could knock Ward out if we had a better fourth line player there, you know, like it's not, Fourth line isn't looking great. So I think if we got a player to bolster it, great. Yeah. Know? And I think, I think a lot of teams have a fourth easily. line player they could. Yeah, exactly. Like we can now I'm that. wondering if something more is going to happen, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think Kurz and some other people have been reporting there's a lot of, uh, a lot of scouts around our games. And obviously it's, the trade deadline is in a month or something like that. So that's obviously heating up. Uh, but... Who knows? Like it. Obviously, that's been the the talk the whole season is that the Sharks are going to make a move for a big player. Um, doesn't really seem like Tavares is going to come our way with them getting their arena and him being present at the press conference of the uh, arena announcement that just kind of like sealed the deal. Yeah, I think for most like fan theories out there, and Evander Kane, the perceived personality issues. And that DeBoer, um, you know, being brought up by Paul Maurice and those perceived issues occurred on Paul Maurice's team. Yeah. Don't really think that bodes well for us. Um, I think we can get what we want, and I feel like the Sharks might make a little bit of a... I feel like there's an opportunity for the Sharks to make an interesting move. Definitely. Despite Peter DeBoer's fake news about the goalie controversy... And that the sharks are sometimes not doing well. He just straight up lies to the media. (laughs) It's not. It's it's funny. It's not funny, but also kind of. He's like, no, he's he's doing fine. Next day, he's doing fine. Paul Gackle is literally tweeting. Martin Jones is walking out of the arena with a noticeable limp, and he's like, he's fine. And then the sharks put him on the roster as day to day. He's like, there's nothing wrong with Martin Jones. It's like fake news, fake news, fake news. It's so it's bad. Funny. Yeah. It's just and then and then freaking Joe Thornton. It's it's like. <laughs> He's fine. There was a small bruise. Your ACL and MCL's gone. It's fine. <laughs> that, it's fine. You can play your knee because there's literally nothing connecting it together. <laughs> so bad. Oh, this team has a problem. Oh my gosh. They're so secretive now. They're so secretive. He's like, he has an upper body injury. It's like, sir, I can see that he got his arm amputated. <laughs> That's an upper body injury. We need to like keep that on the down low. It's like, oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. All right. We're 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 done for the day. This is a fun podcast, but uh listeners, we had a fun time. Um you could catch us on Twitter. Uh my Twitter handle is dmigs twenty two. Uh Ian's uh, is at Ian said so. Yeah. And then um besides that our our Twitter collectively is back to the point underscore back to the point underscore back to the point i apologize Mm -hmm. um so yeah uh look to catch us again in a couple of weeks um Mm -hmm. ian i'll probably talk to you until then but uh yeah we'll probably record 
maybe one before the trade deadline. Yeah. Um, one or two, maybe one right, uh, maybe a second right before the trade line. Dude. Oh, maybe comes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Probably one or two, maybe just one. Because I imagine the next one will happen right after the trade deadline. Yeah. Maybe we might have a little bit of spacing between the episodes, but uh, should be fun. Uh, listen to us on iTunes or Apple Podcast. Rate us. Follow us. Go sharks. Go sharks. Good show. Good show.